And then just to be conscious of everything, we all can have, make, have our own mental note of we sticking and moving on everything we talking about, just sticking and moving. Boom. That way we are, you know, I'd rather us be done sooner than racing against the clock and now trying to cram yeah. everything, everything yeah. out. So, yeah. but we got to, we got to, because we already came, we know the old people <laughs> know what we're doing this for. Yeah, so we got an 11 minute window. <laughs> we don't have to go through the whole 11 minutes, but at least there's, It's your girl, Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, the dopest t-shirt brand in the whole entire world. You're now tuned in to the Let's Talk About It podcast brought to you by the Millionaire Ground Network. I'm sitting here today with LLC, the Lit and Live crew. Yeah, what's yeah, good, yeah. Guys? What's going on? We in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> I'll post you pulled the wind in and introduced yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was slick her introduction. Ah, uh, that was ah uh, the what up girl. <laughs> that was it. Ah, uh, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, C A G kicked in real quick. No, I'm Samika Hood, local vibes on the dollar. Ah, you know. Boom. Yes, so so you are, so you are, then boom, we'll come back. Okay, today topic gonna be boom. It's a cycle. Yeah, I got you. We gonna keep that. That's what I go to this camera down here though. When I'm finna talk. I got how I bag it up. I mean, when, like when y'all talking to uh, I mean, in the conversation form, or y'all can talk back and forth to Asia. Okay. But when in the introduction, that's when it'll be, you know, right here. Yeah. Okay. So, so introduction here, conversation, y'all can be napping. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, I stopped it. Do I gotta go back? Then, or just. Then go all the way back. Hit this. Yeah. Three, two. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, the dopest t-shirt brand in the whole entire world. You're now tuned in to the Let's Talk About It podcast, brought to you by the Millionaire Grind Network. Today, I'm sitting here with the LLC Lit and Live crew. Yeah, yeah, we in this thing. I'm Tamika Hurd, and I'm with Local Vibes Only. And what we do, we support local black-owned businesses one dollar at a time, y'all. Calling y'all out. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, the dopest t-shirt brand in the whole entire world. You're now tuned into the Let's Talk About It podcast, brought to you by the Millionaire Grind Network. Today, I have with me LLC, the Lit and Live. Yeah, What's yeah, good? in this thing. What you know about it? I'm Tamika Heard, y'all. Local vibes only. And what we do is we support black-owned businesses one dollar at a time every month we have a local business that we like to get out and support so check out local vibes on it and y'all already know what it is it's your girl ronisha joy with joy ride in the city and i just go around promoting local events local business and upcoming artists just trying to change the narrative of the city yeah yeah help support each other so y'all look so this is what we're here for today we're going to focus on talking about marketing and branding uh y'all know that's my niche yeah yeah so, you know, right here at the Millionaire Grind, we got what we got going on here. But 
We have a TV show. Cornbread fed getting that bread. bread. I wanna I wanna let you talk about that because you was our plug to get us there. So let everybody know what that's about. Okay, so with the cornbread fed getting that bread talk show, um, we try to change the narrative of how the world has viewed the black women. You know, they always see us fighting each other, just social media, just so much negativity. So right. So with one of the things I know that we all work together very well. So thinking about with that TV show, changing it and bringing other women onto the panel to show, hey, we're going to all work together. And that comes on every Thursday on the SVP TV network, yeah. Channel 31 on Comcast yeah. at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yes. Perfect. All right, correct. Then we got our sister right here, Miss Power 99. Yeah, yeah, we up in this thing. She over with the number one radio show going What you on. said. So what I want you to talk about is your show. Mm-hmm. How, what are you doing to make your numbers be so high? Well, the name of our show is Local Love Lounge. We have the Local Love Lounge on Power99Dumix.com, all right? And all we do is we talk about anything that's local. We like to support the local business owner. And how I do with that is because we have a local business in the city, I like to bring my audience from our business pages and then just promote what we're doing on Power 99 to Mix. So it's all about building relationships because what I've learned is if people know, like, and trust you, they're pretty much vibing what you have going on. No matter what. No matter what. So it's all about building those relationships and making sure that everyone know that they're valued and that we appreciate them showing us their love. And when does your show come on? Um, every Tuesday and Thursday at from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. And you can check me out. Just hit the live button, www.power99damixx.com, and just Ooh. vibe with me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> And the dope thing about it, all three of us have radio shows, so when is your show? Boom! Well, you can catch me Fridays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Joyride at 5. So I'm on once a week on Fridays. That's what's up. And I come on every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I also come on every Tuesday and Thursday, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. My show is called Vibe or Die with Asia Shabri on Power 99, dot com. So that's our radio and our TV segment of it. But now I want to go into another phase of a millionaire grind. As for me, that's my that's my heartbeat. Uh, what we do here, we are a full marketing and branding company. And we started the t-shirt brand. My brother started it. And everything he do here now was because he was solving a problem, solving his own problem within his brand. And that's what every business should be, is a problem solver in the community. So today, what we do here now, the way we help people with marketing and branding is that we have podcast services, which is what we're doing now. Yeah. Y'all see how clear we look on this joint? Y'all see we don't look dusty. We don't look cheap. We don't look none of that. It's well put together. You know what I'm saying? So we do podcasting. What, what makes podcasting important? That's your avenue to share your story. Because at the end of the day, you can get customers. You don't want no one-time customer. That's the hustle. Mm-hmm. You won't. Really. So all of those things make a difference. Clothing, you need your stuff on your back. People need to see your brand. So that's what we do here. So I wanted to have this with the three of us because I know we move around. People watching us, but they don't really understand how we all, how does it tie together? So ultimately what I want to let people know is that we now have three different avenues. We have radio. We now have TV. 
and we add every service that's here at the Millionaire Grind. And here at the Millionaire Grind, we add payment plans. We do free marketing and bra- free, free, free marketing and branding consultations every day. How can you lose if you have a business okay. and you're trying to, you don't know everything, get, get the free information, get what you need, and then figure out if we can help you or not. And so that's what we're doing. I wanted to bring awareness because we really are in position. We've really done that. God's been amazing to us. And so on that note, look, I'm, this is going to be my transition, seg, seg, my transitional segue. So on that note, what we want to know is who wants to do business? Who wants to do business? Everybody want to do business, but they don't want to pay. Hold on. Who want to do business? Before you say me, know that it will be a fee. So let's not talk free. That is the newest drop from the me from the purpose driven tea. Yeah, yeah. Clothing brand. I'm so proud, man. Uh, I think do we y'all got anything else y'all need to say right quick? I just wanted to say thank you to the Millionaire Grind Network and headquarters, Ernest the Grindmaster, for helping me get my local vibes only tea brand started. Because I'm telling you, he was professional, it was fast, everybody liked the tea, so you know, when you they see that green tea, now I'm talking about designed my logo, so my whole Local Vibes Only brand started right here at the Millionaire Grind, and I couldn't be happier with the services, so y'all know what, ride the green wave, support Millionaire Grind, peace. Uh, Website, they do my business cards, my flyers. Any professional photos of me you see, any of my shirt designs, they design them, all of them is printed, they printed them, any of my podcasts, any video of me, Millionaire Grind does it, and so that's pretty much everything, and so I just want, I just want people to know that we are really in position to help the black community, we have been blessed that we have made it on radio and on TV, and we're right inside of a whole marketing and branding company. I want people to know it's more than fun and games when they see us. Right. I want them to know it's really business. But to understand that we are valuable, we, we really do have some tools in our hand that can help anybody get to the next level. We have worked our tails off to get to where we are. All day and all night. And, and a lot of our work has been serving other people. Yeah. We just used, we was doing it for free. But in our doing it for free, that was our tithe. Yes. That was us proving Okay, before we charge you, let us show you what we're doing. Wow. And I think all three of us have built some, we, built some we about this life. brands. Yes. And we have been consistent. And people already know the business. Whether they want to pay us or not, that's what it is. So anyway, this is your girl, Aisha Shabri, the owner of Purpose Driven Tees, the dopest t-shirt brand in the whole entire world. And, man, we thank me and that girl for sponsoring this podcast for us, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, make sure y'all call us, 901 eight seven seven five five nine one call us we're open monday through friday from 10 a.m to 2 p.m also we're located at 3885 south perkins suite 2 right at the corner of perkins and i road directly across from the mid-south food bank make sure you get with us to schedule a free consultation we are here to help you we are not here to hurt you and we are not here to finesse you out of nothing but if you need it you need it you need it. and just know that if you need it and we got it you can get it and I approve this message right now today. Stop. Okay. Cool. That's, that's a whole commercial. Look, look, at the end, I was straight look, like that. At the end, just look. At the end, just put Ernest. This is Ernest Fields. And, and I, approve I approve this, this message. message. <laughs> you let him out. You gotta do yeah, this. Like, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vibe Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Let me get my blood.
Rico Soul Rolls over at Canvas. What you know? You knew. On you knew I was finna come Avenue, for you. You know when you get the little, get your munchies going. We got them Rico Soul Rolls. Now where we can get these Soul Rolls? What y'all know? Canvas of Memphis. It's on Madison. I, I got. Let me look up. Canvas of Memphis on Madison. They got Google, man. Y'all know yeah. what to do. Canvas Memphis on Madison. Like they don't got Google neither. They will show asking. Y'all know what to do. Look that up. Canvas Memphis of uh, Rico Soul Rolls. All right, man. The Soul Rolls. All right. Now, where they come from? Like, cause All you right, out here chefing. They came from my mother. They, okay. Uh, my mom used to make uh, the the the. the, the what I now call the BBC rolls, but the beef, broccoli, and cheese. Uh, she used to make those all the time for like a little Super Bowl party and stuff like that. Right. And so Shout out to mom. Uh, my oh, uncle, I was kicking it with rest him. Rest in love. Uh, and he decided he wanted to make some. And I saw him, man, I was like, man, you got to teach me how to do that. Yeah. And so he taught me how to do it. And then I just kind of took it a little bit further and started doing little dessert joints and the different little ones. And, and I didn't have some. They fired that chicken and broccoli. <laughs> now I I I'm telling you, see y'all don't understand. When I bring people on, I know some about them. I ain't just gonna bring them on just to be like, hey, we gonna see what he talking about. I done had these soul rolls, them uh, them junts fire. Uh, they they are Memphis. Uh, shout out to Rico for the man. Look, and you had some of the original ones too back when I was staying on Madison with Cherokee Arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, we had them in the freezer. I was like, man, we'll pull them junts <laughs> out of you. Like, hey, that's a dinner. That's dinner. Soul rolls for dinner. Hey, what's for dinner? Soul Rose. Now, let's get into this Negro Terra. Now, I want to just know where the name Negro Terra came from because y'all some black folks doing rock and roll. I mean, you invited me to the skate park, right? Yeah. Man. You was in the video. I yeah. was in the video. I mean, straight out rocking out to Negro Terra. Uh, rest in love, Big O. But, oh, yes, man, man, where Negro Terror come from? Like, where that name come from? Speak, speak of an angel, because I ain't going to say speak of, that, speak of an angel. Boom. Omar. Omar. Big O. Let me go ahead and say this now before anybody gets any kind of ideas of me uh, having this idea. Negro Terror was not my idea. I was called upon by Omar. He called me up one day. He goes, hey, man, I got this idea. I want to do this. I want to do this all-black punk band. So I'm like, done. Because that's right up my alley. I'm like, all right, cool. I already play guitar and everything. I do. I was still doing hip hop at the moment, but hip hop and punk are cousins anyway. So right. I'm like, all right, let's get it. Plus, punk is probably, and somebody going to be real mad at me for saying this. Don't get mad. Probably one of the more easy genres to play if you're playing guitar or bass. Not so much on drums, because right, he goes off. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for, at least for me, anyway, it was a mm -hmm. lot easier. So I was like, all right, I can jump into that straight in, you know, with minimal uh, minimal uh, equipment and minimal getting into it. So the name itself, um, back in, you know, back in the days when they, when like going to the movies was like a thing and they had the newsreels and stuff. Right. So uh, Omar was watching like one of the PBS joints or whatever and they had the, the, the reel come up and they were talking about black music. And this is back in like the McCarthy era. So everything you know, real anti-comedy. Everything was real, real wild. And so they were like completely just dogging out black music. Like this horrible music, this horrible Negro music is making these <laughs> white women sleep with exactly. black men. I can and hear then, it now. And like, this is like, this this is being seen in movie theaters all over the U.S. Wow. And they called uh, rock and roll music Negro Terror. 
They said it was a Negro terror. Is it this Negro terror that's upon us? These they're 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 uh, 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 corrupting the likes of young men like Elvis Presley wow. and, and, and Jerry Lee Lewis, and, and it's like, oh, okay. So for those of y'all that didn't know, or for any of y'all that have ever felt uh, uncomfortable at a rock concert, that that's y'all shit. That's our shit. Wow. That's our shit. That's I don't care if it's all white people in the crowd. <laughs> that's our shit. We wrote that just like we wrote everything else. Everything. Y'all heard it here. That's why I be, I be, I mean, these are the things we need to know. This still, we still in Black History Month, y'all. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to bring Rico on just so, just so he can say those very words. I mean, don't knock it until you listen to it. Y'all mean, yeah. popular music was made by black people. End of story. End of story. And that's just yeah, how it goes. If you a white person in music right now that was not influenced by a black person, I'll wait. <laughs> Even then. Even then. Boom. Boom. What, what's her man, Chuck Berry? Boom. Can't name nobody. Name one. We trendsetters, man. P.I. Yo, yo, we trendsetters, man. I seen this online the other day. Yo, that, some, some dude was looking for white nationalist reggae. Get the hell out of here! Not. It was a racist motherfucker looking for white nationalist reggae. How in the hell? You should have you should have recorded this for what? What? No, was no, it? It, was, it was like a meme somebody put up. Oh. It's, it's on this looking like white nationalist reggae on Google. I guarantee. There you better that. not be, man. You can't even. You know they got racist ass hip hop now. They got racist hip hop. If it's, if it's one thing that I've learned being in Negro Terror, because being a Negro Terror is pretty much putting a bullseye on yourself. I learned a lot about uh, these racist organizations and how they get down. <laughs> they are wild. Hey, so I, I be, I look, say. you know I follow you on Facebook, man. Folks be really coming My after y'all, Negro. <laughs> like, folks be, like, even My thinking y'all don't even supposed to play a guitar or something. I don't even know right, what. Right, right. And, and I think the funniest, uh, the funniest comment we've ever gotten was from this one white nationalist dude that was like, I don't agree with you. I don't like how you live. But that was nice. Wow. And I'm sitting there like, did we just get a big house from a, from a, from like a Klansman? The race is giving y'all props. Damn. I don't know if you should be honored or. I, I, honestly, I put like, I, I typed back, you can go on YouTube and if you read down all the goddamn thing, you can see I just put down there, thank you? <laughs> I think. Like with a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, like, I, I, like, I want to beef with you right now, but I, I don't really have a reason. Cause this was kind of a compliment. And he was he was cool about it. That was the thing. He was he was nice about it. He was like, I don't agree with you. He didn't, he wasn't like nigger. I don't like it. But uh, like no, he was like, don't agree with how you live. Don't agree with your uh, with your outlook. But nice job. Nice job. All right. Well, I mean, well, of course, like there's twenty other motherfuckers like nigger. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, forget that Negro Town breaking barriers in here. That man, he kind of gave a compliment. What would you talk about? He kind of. He, 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 he gave a compliment on, on how we played the music. Yeah, because y'all are dope. I mean, because it took me a minute because I was like, when I was out there, I was like, man, because I, I had a, I can't go with too, like, extreme rock. I used to be like, mm -hmm. I can't listen to extreme rock, but I like rock and roll. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to get this to try to eat black people doing rock and roll, so I got to at least go. So Enrico was like, come on out to the skate park, boom, boom, boom. And I went, and just the vibe, the overall feel of it all it felt good it felt natural shout out to bill street caravan for doing that for us too and and, and uh Waid, the director yeah christian who's the one that brought us in big up those were the guys that that, that that was definitely not our idea 
that, that was something that was brought to us from uh, Bill Street Caravan, and I forgot the other name of the, the, the other people. But yeah, they brought that to us, and it was like, we heard, you know, y'all making noise in the city, y'all doing this, we'd like to, we're doing this, this uh, uh, combination of, of videos from different people through the city, we want y'all to be one of them. And I was like, all right, cool. And I talked to Omar, he's like, all right, let's do it, because everything always went through Omar. Like, it, even now, we like a lot of the decisions we're making now are like based on what Omar would have did, even, even though you know we were up, adjusting to being without the homie. But at the same time, you know, the album's still coming out. Let's, still gonna have him on it. That's what I'm talking about. Let's. We did, really, we did record a lot before he yeah. uh, passed away, so y'all will be hearing all that. So there is no. Uh, I can't wait, man. Y'all yeah. haven't heard the last you, of Omar Higgins. That's what I'm talking about. Since, still, since you didn't brought uh, my brother, uh, yeah. Big O, Omar. Yes, you know the the leader. Because when you look at that man, when you saw him, you knew, yeah. you know, like who the leader was. Because he just had that kind of air about himself. Sure, I don't. I don't fall behind people. Usually, I don't. I, you, you know me. I'm not being authority. Don't get me right. I know but, it. Omar was one of the few people, like, if he was like, attention, I would snap to immediately. Just because I knew I believe it. following him, I knew he wasn't going to leave me nowhere dangerous. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even if That's he trust. didn't leave me somewhere dangerous, he knew I wouldn't know how to take care of myself. Boom. Yeah. Like, so, he, he made sure. That he, he, did, he did that with, like, everybody. Like, that's just how he got down. Because he was a leader. Yeah. A good, a good one. Cause and every time he saw he called me the cookie lady, cookie lady, cookie lady. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I take cookie lady all day from Big O. I ain't. I I said what up every right. time he said it. It was no never that, but it was just I mean, Big O man. I mean some things you know. How is life after Big O with Negro Terror? Like how? How y'all kind of, yeah. It's difficult because a lot of bands, uh, you get people together and they come together and, and like everything's everybody's idea. Like yeah. the band name is something everybody decides on. The songs are everything that, that are y'all writing together and it's not something that's kind of all. Like when Omar came to me with the idea for Negro Terror, he told me that he had already had these songs written 10 years ago. And he had already had everything set up. He's like, all I need is dedicated motherfuckers that's going to get on here and it's going to follow behind me and it's going to play this music the right way and it's going to have the dedication to actually play it, you know, how I need y'all to play it. Right. I said, I got just the guy for you. Called up right because I knew he was with This is the guy I've watched in my house sit there and watch me, you know, do my thing and, 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 and pass out on the couch and I wake up Five hours later, this man's still making beats on my computer. Just dedication. And, I mean, this he dedication. Didn't he didn't leave and go out and get some eat and come back. Like he'd been at the computer the whole time. I'm, and that, that was when I was messing around, just messing off, just not. That's dedication and discipline. Completely taught. My bandmates taught me discipline, in all honesty. Man. Just being around them because I had to be held to a higher standard because they were. So and like, that's who you want to be around, exactly. man. I'm telling you, it makes yeah. You a better person. It does overall, and all the way around. As well. You better believe it. <laughs> yes, Look, speaking of Makita's cookies, y'all, I'm gonna be giving away 20 butter cookies tonight. All y'all gotta do is be my number one caller at 901 
300-0353. I'm about to play some more music, but I'm going to get back to Rico Fields, and we're going to talk some more about what they got coming up in the city. I heard them say something about a CD coming out. We're going to figure out how we can get to hear more Negro Terror online, where we can find it. But for the right now, we're going to chill out with some little Nicki Minaj, because y'all know I love a little Nicki. And, yeah, y'all chilling with Tammy T on Power 99 The Mix. Peace. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. She got it in there. Mate. 0353. They come and get it tomorrow at the shop. It don't count. No, it don't count. It doesn't count for y'all. Them folks gonna be outside the door. Yeah. I'm trying to get them 20. Ten percent of the national vote. Yeah. Oh, America! Maybe more. That that's gonna go into my what the fuck? Maybe more. America. So we that's what that is, right there. And chose between the lesser two evils because we already know that's exactly what it is. Y'all voted for Harambe. Folks voted for it. Not even a live gorilla. He wasn't even alive. The man was dead. Yep. Dead. Well, we okay. All right, now you saying Bernie? I'm saying Bernie. Okay. I like Bernie. Bernie. No, I, no, I, no, let me say this, though. I'll say Bernie can beat him, but Bernie will have the exact same problems Obama did. Yeah. Everything he's going to try to do, they're going to fuck him off. They're going to stop him. They're going to veto him. They're going to figure out ways to not let him do what he wants to do. And it'll just be like, okay, you win in name. Like, we don't let you be president. We gonna, we might let you do a couple things. We might let you do a little criminal justice reform. Oh, America. We might let you do a little... This or that. We might we might not get into a war while you in office, but in all honesty, just like because remember we was happy about Obama. Remember that we was ecstatic, man. I we couldn't even believe it. I cried a little oh bit. My, I ain't gonna lie I to you. I cried watching the inaugural. 
Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! He's gonna do yeah. this. He's gonna do that. And of course, those of us that you know, like I, you know, I grew up in politics and, and law and stuff with my pops and everything. So I understand, you know, just because somebody gets in office, don't mean shit's gonna change. But what did change I did was notice. the mentality of little black boys around the United States. Like now, we've seen the proof that we can be anything we want to be. You see what I'm saying? It's the proof. Like, you can tell us all day. You can be anything you want to be. Like, I can't be president. Now you can. Because you see it. We now saw it. We Which saw is it. also, boom, for the tie right back into your last one. Why Negro Terror is even a bad Negro Terror. And, and this one is kind of me guilt tripping our listeners right now because I imagine a lot of our listeners are of the African-American Persuasion. More than likely, but you know I'm versatile. I already know it, I already know it. <laughs> but uh, a, a big reason why Omar wanted to do Negro Terror, and a huge reason why I continue to do it, yeah. and the rest of us, is to give those little black kids a vision, of a, a tangible vision of something completely different Some that they different. don't see every day, but that is all theirs. Boom. It was already theirs anyway. It's not something that's brand new. None of this, uh, what do they call the shit, uh, alt black or any of that Definitely shit. Definitely not. No, no. Definitely all, there, not. First of all, there is no such thing as all black. Black is everything, and everything is black. Say that's it. That's what it is. Everything. I'm te- everything. Like, unless, unless we want to go Tanzania, off to let's go. somewhere, and we want to talk about polka music, and we want to talk about borscht and stuff like that. Yeah, that's white folk shit. That is. That's, that's, that, they made that. But when it comes when it comes to America and everything that people love about America, America black is my mama. Look, <laughs> hey, it's, it's a look, y'all check on Netflix. It's a deal called you know they need us. Mm, yeah. Like even in the movies. Netflix gotta be the most woke. Ass man, I don't know who uh, I don't know who get these just on Netflix, man. But Netflix, and then it's another one on Netflix. I'm just letting y'all know she did that. That's another one. Because mm-hmm. it's Black mm-hmm. History Month. It's a good time to just kind of feel proud about who y'all like. Every every day is Black History for me. But, I mean, I know everybody go hard in February. So if you want to just get that good feel good, Netflix and Hulu got some good ones. Yeah. Good ones on there. Uh, she did that. It's really good. I was up. Uh, I almost stood up and saluted everybody on the TV at 3 a.m. <laughs> in the morning watching She Did That because it was real inspirational, yeah. uh, for especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're black and a woman is like over the top And also, since it's Black History Month, educate yourselves in the system that we got to deal with. That's one thing I've always pushed because we, we got a lot of people out here that we all know our rights and we all know what we've been put through. We all know what our people have been put through over years. Right. A lot of us don't know how to deal with the system. A lot of us don't we know, don't know the police. We don't know how to we don't we don't know the laws. And the thing is at this point in the history, none of us have an excuse not to. We all got a phone. Everybody got, you know, iPhone this and iPhone that, computer this, computer that. You can just Google it. Like it's right there. It's all public knowledge. They're not hiding anything from you anymore. They can't hide it anymore. Right. So there right. doesn't need to be any excuses when, you know, some stuff happens and, and, and people get messed up. You got to fight for real. And you can't just fight when it's comfortable. Sometimes you're going to have to leave jobs. Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice a little dough. Sometimes you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable. Yes. Because. That's the struggle, though. That's a part of it. It is. And, and it's the actual struggle, not the shit that everybody talks about. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to go into my job. You know, it's a struggle. Yeah, but you know, it's it's way more of a struggle when you go into your job and you stand up for yourself and people try you. 
and not try you on some disrespectful shit when you see racist shit happen in the workplace, when you see sexist shit happen in the workplace. Speed. Guys, Speed. when you see this shit, you got to say something to your boys. You got to. I do it all the time. I put my people in place just like they'll put me in place if they see me out of line. No, it's not your business, but it is because all of them make the rest of us. You, you dig? It, 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 it makes us look he bad. He teaching. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of hearing dudes talking about, oh, look, another Me Too uh, moment about to happen. <laughs> if you would show the fuck out, you ain't got to worry about that. At all. At all. Y'all hear it? Y'all know what it is. One dude I was talking to, my man, you can't even uh, compliment women no more. You can't even. I said, what the fuck was you saying? How was you saying it? Did it include, include a what grab or something what like that? Like, you find too. That's a wrap. It can be. It can it be. It can be. Look, I was walking on Bill Street with my friend, and shoot, we walking on Bill, just walking. And the man just grabbed her arm. I'm thinking she knew him from work or something. I'm like, right, right. do you know him? And then I have to, like, damn near pull his arm off her arm. And I look back, I'm like, man. Do you have a mama? I, I actually, I had that. Like, do, do you have a mama, sister, grandma? I mean, who you grab like Girl, this in home. in public that you don't know? Like, I ain't been on B. I, I just went back. That was three years ago. I just went back on Bill Street last month. Because I was like, I was a little nervous. I was like, is this what's going on in the streets on Bill Street? Like, I was like, oh, no, nah, y'all ain't going to be disrespecting me as I walk down a no. street. Come on now. No, you got you to gotta respect these women out here, man. These, these Please. These are the life bringers. And on top of the, being the life bringers, it, it, just do it because it's right. It because it's right. Like, just miss, like, if, all right, guys, I, I'm going to talk just to the guys for a second. Guys, ignore Me Too stuff. Ignore uh, all the, the feminism stuff. Ignore all that for a hot second. Do it because it's right. Don't do it because it's gonna make you look good. Don't make. Don't do it because you might lose your job if you don't. Do it because your mama wouldn't. If, if you saw somebody doing that to your mama, you'd be ready to knock them out. Say it. So, oh, or for my guys that got daughters out here, when your daughter get old enough and she get cute and she start developing, and some little dude want to grab up on her, you gonna start thinking back to, man, you know, I can't say nothing to these women no more. Man, you know, I can't even do it. Man, do it. Nah, you'll be thinking about that when your little girl start getting grabbed on and come home. Daddy, they done grabbed on me. Daddy, this dude touched my booty. Daddy, right. touched touch my pussy. Da, da, da. You'll be ready to go up to the school with a gun. And act a fool. Yeah, and I and that's completely understandable. It's completely. But understand that, look, man, if you're doing it now, you help them propagate the shit. Little boys is watching you, just like they're watching me, just like they're watching all the adults. You are the example. So if they see you popping off with it, they gonna do it too, and it's gonna be correct to them, just like it was correct to you, because you saw somebody do it. You didn't learn this shit from nowhere. You Boom. saw somebody do it, and it was all good. And they didn't. Nobody told you that was wrong. Well, your homeboy here telling you it's wrong. Go ask your mama; she'll tell you too. Boom. <laughs> Rico Fields, ladies and gentlemen, Negro Terrors, Rico Soul Rose. Look, this is why I like to bring brothers in, like real brothers in to kind of lay down the law a little bit, because sometimes y'all, you know, y'all forget sometimes. I'm a female. I can't lay the law down for brothers. But when I feel like when another brother comes in and corrects you in love and respect. It's all about accountability. That's it. That's all it is. That's it. I don't, I, I, I don't hate you. I don't want to steal your woman. I'm not trying to be be a good guy so I can get some pussy. No, man. Just be right. Be right. Just be right. 
I mean the A. <laughs> we I wish I had a song that called Be Right. You know, I don't know about to play next, but I don't. But so what I do will play is she working, cause we did talk about that. She did that. And on that note, A, hey, she working. It's some super masculine ass motherfuckers mad at me right now. Ooh, mad as a mother. I like it, man. This is the ones I, this is the ones I was able to play. I love them. Man, but like, what if? Nah, I don't want to hear no what if, bro. Shut up about what if. I don't want to hear no what if. Tired what if. <laughs> None like, of it. No, but like, but like, what if? No, I don't know what if. Ain't no what if. Tired of what if. That's what we, we should be tired of. It's old. It's old. like every time you say some like basically good shit, somebody want to come with a situation where like you might have to like all right i wouldn't kill nobody well like what if somebody i'm not a killer i don't want to kill nobody but you're gonna force me into a killer position because of whatever is fucked up in your head or whatever like i don't know because it's some messed up stuff going on because i was actually talking to a friend of mine i didn't want to say his name but uh I had put up that picture of like a, it was like a whole bunch of girls with nice asses on the beach and it was like from light to dark. Yeah. And my homeboy popped up on there, he was like, oh, it's in the beach too, but we're ready to happen. I'm like, how? <laughs> how? I'm like, bro, they just laid in there. They just laid in He's like, man, the temptation to touch too loud. I'm like, bro, all you gotta do is ask and if they say yes, you can. Oh. Because that's an issue though, ain't it? That's an issue. Because that's what, that's what a lot of guys say. It's like how the woman dresses. That's the issue. And you know what, and, and I get that, because I used to be the same way. I, I'm not going to sit here like I was just completely like this my entire life. Boom. But you have to understand, like, it's just like when we as black people tell that one white dude to think you're too cool, like, hey, bro, don't say that. This ain't me. He may understand that, yeah, he got the right to. Yeah, he can say But we're telling you we're offended by it. You can't tell us what to be offended by or how to be offended. Right. I tell you some offense, we stop doing it. Or obviously we don't respect it. And I either don't need to be around you or I need to make you respect you. Most people go for that second option because that's what automatically rolls in when you feel too disrespectful. You want to knock the motherfucker out. Exactly. See? Like me, I'll just stop being around you. I'll be like, okay, you don't respect me at all. I'm going to not hang out with you. We ain't vibing. Time to roll. Yeah, it's, it's that lack of understanding. And it's the same thing, like I said, between men and women. All races. It's that lack of understanding. Like, yes, maybe she like wearing that because that makes her feel Like, I always, I always joke around with guys. I tell this shit. I'm like, all right. Y'all know how y'all be making fun of me because I, I like to like go on dates and like do romantic shit and everything. And in the end, they give me that session. I'm like, that's not for her. Nigga, that make me feel good. I like doing Boom. I think you didn't crack some with that right there. Because, right. I mean, if you like doing it. It ain't what is it? It ain't drinking if you got it, right? Boom. I so like that's it. what you get down on, that's what you get down on. So if a woman out there, she got the booty shorts on, she got the clothes popping, and the heels up, and she looking good like that, maybe she like looking like that. Yeah. Maybe that make her feel good. She doing it for her. Some of them still doing the moo-moo. It's either way. You 
Man, you right. That there are women who dress solely provocative for men. Just for the. We're going to talk about that. I think that's a part of like, uh, what they like, though. If you like that kind of attention. Huh? And some women do. Do. I'm a girl of my job, little fine ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it do? We lie with Rico Fields. Speaking of fine ass, uh, what we were talking about, y'all, while y'all was listening to that good music, we were talking about, you know, do women dress for uh, the pleasure of men, or do they dress like they dress, even if it's provocative? Do they dress? Because it makes them feel good. They make them feel sexy. And some women just want to feel good about how they look in their outfit. Or, you know, how, so and we were just discussing that. So go ahead, further elaborate on uh, on that. Please, Rico. Well, like, uh, let me go ahead and say before I say anything on the air, as a man, this is just what I'm guessing. I mm -hmm. do not know. Mm -hmm. But to me, it seems that, and, 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 and really this is, it's, it's, it's something that, should be known but isn't known it ain't always for us dudes like it's a lot of women out there that you'll see looking real good that ain't for us it really ain't for us sometimes it's really just because she felt like stepping out the house like that bro and 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 i'll tell y'all the same thing i was just telling uh big over here and if this don't get me a date, I don't know what will. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then, least listen, uh, ladies. But yeah, so um, you know, I, I always joke around my my guy friends. They're like, y'all know how I like to like you know the little romantic stuff or whatever, whatever. They're like, yeah, man, you be on that little sense that you take my own date. I'm like, yeah, that's not for her. That's for me. I like doing that stuff. My pops like doing that kind of stuff. My pops was, man, he was all about that. Man, look, what what you kid going to college? Got you. Kid, kid need a car? Okay. He like doing shit for people. Pops was their dude. Oh, Pops was the man, man. Pops yeah. was that guy. But, uh, but yeah, and so I guess I kind of got that as well, along with, like, stuff from, like, my uncle, uh, Derek, who just passed, rest in peace. Uh, you know, he was that kind of guy that was, he just liked doing stuff for folks. It didn't really matter if he was getting anything out of it. Because what he got out of it was the part of just doing it. Like, yeah, he... Yeah, he might have got something out of it. Yeah, I'm sure some women threw something at him. Exactly. And, I, and I've had, you know, some thrown at me for just being a nice guy and everything, but that's not why I was nice that day. <laughs> that was just kind of, that's actually how I ended up selling soul rolls. But that's another story. Good. <laughs> Love them soul rolls. Shout out to uh, women everywhere. I'm just going to say women. That's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, that's women, love. Women definitely though. inspired soul roads uh, in more ways than one. So you so you were trying to, you what you were trying to impress the little honey with the soul road or whatever? I wasn't trying. I just did on accident. And she threw me a little something and I was, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, I might be able to sell this. Boom. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the soul road. Shout out to the soul road. Look out. <laughs> y'all better get my fellas. Y'all better order y'all some of them soul roads. Hey, no, y'all. No, 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 no.
Man, <laughs> hey, another thing that is a, that is a plus. That is a plus. Yeah, but uh, but back to what we were talking about though. Like, yeah, I don't like. There's always a dude who's like, oh man, you know, she was wearing that. She deserved this and that. Yeah. No, she don't. You know, like I, I definitely agree with uh, what's what's my my, my girl um, Wiz Khalifa's ex-wife. Amber Rose. Yes, Amber Rose. Uh, when she said, "I could be on the bed butt naked halfway through with it if I jump off and say no, it's no." That on that, that really opened up something to me because because you know, as a man, you know, we've all been in situations that seemed a little off. Mm-hmm. And as a man, maybe you didn't see it, maybe you didn't recognize it, but the woman did. Mm-hmm. And it may not affect you, but it affects her. She may not tell you, she may tell you years later, but it does. And and I learned that just from being around women and hearing their stories and and going, wow, like, if this has happened to this many women that I know, chances are I've done this to somebody. Yeah. And that's not, that's something I got to check. Right. So that's when, like, you know, but it, I was all about consent before, but then my consent shit just went, like, up tenfold. It was like, all right, I'm asking questions. Well, I'm going to sign this. I'm going to go live. Hey. I, I love y'all to death, but I don't deal with, uh, what do they call them, uh, nonverbal cues. <laughs> I ask questions and I get answers. Right. What you said. Yeses and no's is what I deal with. He going to make for <laughs> sure, for sure. And, and, and that's that's for everybody. That's not just for me. That's for you two. Right. That, that's for right. everybody. But that's not because I'm trying to avoid getting caught up by the police. I'm not trying to... I, I didn't. I don't do nothing wrong to go to jail. Right. When it comes to women. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Clarification. There we go. So yeah, no. So I'm not doing it to stay out of jail. I'm not doing it so I can be the nice guy. I'm doing it so that everybody in in that room, which is just us two, everybody's having the same good time. Good. Not just me having a good time and her like I'm gonna just do this so he don't possibly kill me <laughs> or he don't. Call me a bitch or a slut, or like, like this, this, and that, and that. I'm right. gonna go ahead and just lay here. He'll be done in a second anyway. Because guys, there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that didn't, that didn't did that for you. I hate to tell, I hate to tell you. It's messed it's, it's up, quite, fellas. It's quite a few people, especially if you're out here having a lot of. Uh, this messed if up. If you're out here having a lot of one night stands, there's quite a few women I guarantee just was there. Out, I ain't gonna say out of fear, but wanted to change their mind and did. So you felt you think they felt obligated to the situation? Absolutely, because I've crazy. had women tell me Boom. that they've been in situations where they consider it rape, where it's basically they were in a situation where something popped off, everything was you know popping everything, up, and then all of a sudden they just didn't want to, and dude just was like, Nah, let me go ahead and finish real quick. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's like I don't know if there's actually a word for it. I call it mid-coitus rape. Is what I call it. It is it, it, no is a no. End of story. Doesn't matter what time the no comes in. Doesn't matter how where you are in in your sexual journey. <laughs> when the no pops up, it's time. It, Man, it, I remember. Listen, it was an episode on a different world. That's when Sinbad was back on. So it was an mm. old episode. And he was coach. Yeah, he was a coach, yep. and he was saying it don't. Uh, May no mm. is motherfucking no. End of story. That's the end of the story. And, and it don't matter if she started. It don't matter what kind of freaky shit she did earlier. It doesn't matter she if you're in the middle of it, though. You mid-stroke and she say, 
nah, I can't. I don't want to do this. So is it your responsibility to pull out then, Absolutely. or do you go on the? I can't because now I'm involved in nah, this. So nah, you can pull. That's you, not an excuse at all. Not an excuse. There, there is always. First of all, physically, that's not an excuse. You physically can pull out. You are not trapped in there. You're not a dog. Boom. All right. You can pull out if you want to. You choose not to. Now, I'll just go ahead and throw some stuff out there from some of the women I've talked to. I will not say who, but guys, these things can happen. Sometimes you might be midway and you get that note. That could be her being triggered from something that happened in her past. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Right. But something that happened in her past can be triggered in the middle of y'all getting down. And it just mess her mind up right there. And all of a sudden, she just don't want. She just wants you off her. She don't want to be touched. She just, that does happen. It happens more than a lot of people would like to admit. And most women will not tell you that because it honestly is none of your business at the time. Right. So you got to think about that because I've I've had women tell me about situations like that where it's just it, it wasn't that they didn't like the guy anymore, that they weren't attracted to the guy anymore, or not even that they didn't want to finish at some point in that night but something hit the right nerve and it sparked them and it reminded them of something really traumatic that happened to them sexually as children or as adolescents or you know whatever and it made them want to just not be touched by nobody just get off it, it's not you dude it's her it's alright but if you keep on rolling with it, now it's, it's you. It's turning to something else. Now you're going to have to understand that. And that's a control understand factor. That. Yeah. That's a control factor that we got to get over. Just because you're on top don't mean you're on top. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Y'all <laughs> heard me. Because you're on top don't mean you on top. Y'all hear me, fellas? I'm giving you too. You, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, because some of y'all like kind of aggressive too. I don't, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'll go there with you. Now, listen, though. Gail King. Okay. Now, okay. what Gail did, and I know that's uh, everybody like that's under the bridge now, but mm. I have to go back because everybody who know me know I love Oprah. Yes. And I, because I love Oprah, I fucks with Gail King. <laughs> All right? It's just like, this is my friend because you're Oprah's friend. <laughs> okay, so now, and I went back to look, and it was like, why don't Oprah and Gail uh, get mad at Weinstein and, and people why they all on the black man and my whole thing is I know for a fact that Oprah was raped by a black man mm -hmm. and so she already got some type of now it's my, it might be something she hadn't dealt with and that is definitely something she's going to have to deal with mm -hmm. so I'm thinking that's why she goes harder on those who look like those who hurt her it's and possible. then I and mean, that, that would make a lot of sense psychologically psychologically and that's why that's where most of the stuff that happens to, it happens in our head you know that's where most of it comes from mm -hmm. and then Gail King you know she walked in on her husband who was black a black man uh, having sex with another woman, so she she's already gunning. Now this is not me giving them all. Yeah, you should be mad at all black men. No, right, no. Right. Not, but not, not that, no. psychologically, mm -hmm. that's why I feel that they are gunning for black men. People who look like uh, little Weinstein. Them them those aren't the ones. They didn't look like the ones who hurt them. Right, you see right. what I'm saying? And. Those who hurt you are the ones you usually gun for. And I know because there's Oprah and she got all this power and she's supposed to stand up for our rights as right, a people because right. we do put a lot of pressure on our people who get clout yes, to stand do. for yes, us as a whole. Do. 
But I just want people to understand that we all have issues. Mm -hmm. We are not above being human at the end of the day. So you have to look at where Oprah and Gail are coming from, and that's probably where they meet as friends. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? They can sit back, and that's where Oprah probably taking a million tequila shots and, and smoking a blunt while Gail talking about how her husband, she found him sleeping with another female. And so now we, we, clink, we, we linked up. And now America was mad as shit. Well, here, here's what I think <laughs> about that whole situation. First of all, as as it pertains to Oprah and Gail gunning for black men or whatever, first of all, we as black people have to quit this culture of what about is <laughs> every time. And I'm and I'm, I'm tired of seeing this shit because wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, wrong is wrong. Every time one of our favorites gets accused or proven guilty of doing some foul shit. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, need I say more? We can go but, on. Yeah, we can, we can really. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> so keep going. We but, can go. Uh, but yeah, so anytime we see that happen, we seem to, when we can't make the excuse of they're definitely not guilty because of A, B, C, and D, mm-hmm. we go for, well, what about such and such? What about so and so? Instantly. So the fuck what? Rapist off the street. End of story. Fuck what color they are. Exactly. Get them off. If if, fuck, if we gotta have a, a if, if if Oprah's running the Black Brigade and we got uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus leading the Jew Brigade and we got Kristen Stewart leading the White Brigade, as long <laughs> as they get rapists off the street, it don't fucking matter. Exactly. Get them off the street. It don't. It matter. don't matter. Now, as it pertains to them being black women and and aiming. For black men and all the other stuff, like here's one thing that the black community I've always seen never got. We almost got it right in the nineties. We were so close. At least where I was in Atlanta. I don't know. My little neighborhood. Was, <laughs> Y'all got different. it close. I grew up. Man, I, was I, in... I grew up a little revolutionary. So See? it was it was a little different. For yeah. Me. But um, the self accountability of the black community is something that has been lacking obviously since the 50s, 60s, 70s and it's something that out of all the positivity we've managed to bring back out of our trials and tribulations through the last three, 400 years well, that's the one thing we haven't brought back from the motherland yet self account like notice Africans are very, very accountable of each other, very, very accountable Caribbeans, very accountable of each other very accountable of each other in their families very pride very, very, a lot of familial pride. Right. You can't, we're not going to let everybody know our business because that's family business. But it seems as if we've lost that. And as we gain all this other great stuff, we forget to get that back too. We forgot, like, before, we, there shouldn't have been, Bill Cosby should have been in jail. Bill Cosby should have never got the Cosby show. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I mean, if I you look care. at if if, if they would have came like they should have came. The Cosby Show off of what he did before the Cosby Show even hit the air. Before the before Cosby there was Show, a script, before there was a Rudy, before there was anybody else. No, Malcolm but that's a man. Anybody was on that show, he should have been in jail for what he did. We don't want to admit that because the Cosby Show is a part of our culture. It changed our it's lives. It's a part of our life. Yeah. It's something that we can look up to. And go, wow, man, like positive pride. But here's the cold part about it. See, I'm 31, right? I am on the, I'm, I'm right in the middle of the cusp between like Cosby Show, 
black TV and like a different world living single. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite though, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Dope. Fresh Prince All of Bel Air was, pos- I, personally, I believe the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was better than the Cosby Show because it showed you the entire spectrum. It didn't just show you a good black family with the upright parents and they're having the same problems as the white sitcom people. No, you saw a kid from the hood yeah. get taken in by his family. Something that we have to do a lot around here because, you know, especially the mass incarceration stuff. We can get to that a whole other day. But, but you know, with, with stuff like that, you saw him being taken in by a family that didn't have to take him in. Right. Had plenty of money. And why they took him in. Exactly. Why they took him in to yeah. keep him out of trouble because he was a smart dude. Yeah. Had talent. Potential. All this other stuff. But his mama wanted to keep him out of trouble. So she's like, all right, we're going to ship you off to keep you out of trouble. And then he goes off to, and he becomes, you know, whatever he's going to become. But regardless, it was always positive. That show ended on a positive note. Nobody died. Nobody, Nobody got shot at the end of the series. Folks went to college. Folks got married. You know what I'm saying? It was they great. Showed, yeah. It was great. Same thing for A Different World. Same thing for um, I loved it. Uh, Both of them a shows. lot of people don't like to even um, think about these, but some of the most positive black shows, as far as entrepreneurism goes, The Wayans Brothers, Jamie Foxx Show. Yeah. WB, right there. Yep. You got two families with family businesses running in big cities, New York and LA. Yep, I remember and that. You right. And, and they're all taking care of each other. You got the son's got the newspaper at the stand, the dad got the restaurant right next to the newspaper stand. Boom. Ooh, when's the last time we saw that? The thirties? The forties? They gave the us some. I ain't never thought about this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you see the Jamie Foxx show. Oh. Auntie and Uncle own the hotel. He get to work there because he's trying to go out to L.A. to become what? He want to become a star. But uh-huh. He needs to have a stable job so that he can pay for all that stuff. So his family supports his artistry. Woo! And they ain't doing oh my that too goodness. much. How many a people black, doing a that? Black family supported a kid wanting to do something that everybody says is a dream. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dreamer. Go get you a job. Dream, you, no, my dream. favorite, My favorite two words that people have been telling me my entire life. I'm 31 years old. You know, you know, you don't need a, a real job, a bitch. Real job. Real job. What is that? What is that? And see, that's what we're going to have to in, instill into our young people, mm-hmm. too. And, and and this this one, this is probably the last thing I'm going to say is going to piss people off. <laughs> go back and you watch that full TMZ uh, interview with Kanye West, the one that pissed everybody off. I remember You'll that You'll see. What I mean, what I'm talking about, that choice to go in there and be angry, that choice to go... Nobody said that the transatlantic slave trade was a choice. That was not. But when we sit there and don't stand up for ourselves at work, when we sit there and watch bullshit go on, watch sexism go on, watch racism go on, we don't check it, we are choosing to be slaves. Absolutely. Every time you see something messed up happen, and you sitting there and you know you got the rights, and I'm talking about warehouse workers right now because I know y'all listening. My warehouse workers out here don't even realize how much power they have. All y'all folks at Simo, Sodeco, I forgot all the other names of the little bullshit spots paying $9 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, they're not paying you enough. They're paying you $6 under what you need to get paid off the top. Mm -hmm. Anywhere else, you're getting paid $15, $20 an hour to work in a warehouse because it's dangerous. Second of all, the warehouses are dangerous. We'd have made it on a couple different national news shows about how fucked up and dangerous our warehouses are. I believe it. logistics was cracking. 
So, <laughs> I believe it. So, yeah, so we have to understand that we hold the power because we are the working class. See? Without people to build the railroads, the trains don't run. You get what I'm saying? So? That's all it is. So, especially here in Tennessee, where we are in at will state, where they can fire you for anything, and that's what scares a lot of people. And I, I've met a lot of people working and being in warehouses and stuff, and they go, you know, they can fire you for anything, man. I'm just trying to keep my job. I'm just trying to keep my job, and you know they can fire. They can just walk in here and just fire whoever. I'm like, yeah, but then who's gonna do the work? The managers? <laughs> they got no. guys on this shit. They all, mm. you know what I'm saying? Either that, or they used to be on the floor, and now they're just putting what they got onto the workers. They like, oh, I had to go through some bullshit, so now I'm gonna put that bullshit on these workers because that's just how it is. Ain't no empathy. No empathy. No, no empathy, empathy. No sympathy, and a whole bunch of indifference. And see, hold on, I have a thing now with the. Uh, temporary service mm -hmm. that place you. Mm -hmm. So is is my understanding that the job actually does pay twenty dollars an hour? Yes, they but because take some out. they take some out for for a cost. Because they helped they you find them. that job and exactly. they placed you there. Exactly. That's how they make their money. How how else would they make their money? Mm -hmm. How else would they make their pay? So when you get a check for working with that temp service, they get a check too off of you. Basically, it almost sounds it a little bit like slavery. Just a little bit. Because they're really getting paid off you. They are. They're getting paid off you. The company's saving money by mm -hmm. not having to. Because they don't have to give you nothing. insurance, 401k, because you're a temp. But it's they don't not have to so easy. Nothing. Now, and now, mind you, while I'm talking shit about wow. people's warehouses, let me go ahead and say there are some good warehouses out there. Yeah. I have worked at a couple good ones. I think one of the best ones right now is uh, Memphis Record Pressing. Shout out. They, you know, they do really good job. They're clean, and I, I, I haven't seen too much uh, BS over there. I've seen a lot of BS at your Technicolors and your Williams-Sonomas and your XBO cool. Logistics. And, man, I remember I stood in Technicolor, man. Go back. Hold on. I said, take the cut and then line because it's like they pick you. Mm -hmm. I never felt so degraded. Like I was channel. like, you felt like channel. I said, hey, I walked away. I was like, y'all ain't finna sit out here and be like, yeah, you. You look like you can work hard and you can pick up it. Hell no, I felt like I was right on the slave no. block, y'all. No. I worked at a certain warehouse that makes certain uh, sportswear apparel. I will not mention them because they're very, very powerful. Uh oh, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> I almost know who this is. No, you know who it is. I almost know who this is. Well, while I was working at said uh, warehouse, I, uh, you know, the, the, the people that work for that company and the temps have different color badges. So, for the, oh, of, yeah. for the sake of everything, I'll, I'll change the names of the colors. Let's just say the people that work for the company have blue badges, mm -hmm. and the people that work for the temp company have pink badges. Let's just mm -hmm. say that. So, uh, I was I was talking to one of the dudes, and he was you know he was complaining about what was going on. And I said, you know, there is something y'all can do about this. He said, what you mean? I said, hey, man, do me a favor, man. Look around real quick. He said, all right. I said, how many pink badges you see on the floor? Moving boxes and packing stuff and all this. He goes... Not all of them. I said, yeah, how many blue badges do you see besides mine? I said, about, about four. I said, so if all the pink badges didn't show up to work tomorrow, you think you'll get what you want then? Boom. Oh, no, I don't want to lose my job. Oh, they'll just replace me. They can't replace 500 motherfuckers in a day. And one day be about a couple million to these businesses, if not more. It might be 10, 20 million. Especially because we are what? A shipping hub. We stopped the shipping. It's a whole lot of companies that don't get to make no and money. Man, FedEx, where's up? Ooh, like I'm. Uh, 
and this is why I always I get, work for FedEx. This is why I always get the nickname Huey. Every time, everywhere I get to work, man, they always be like, "Oh, this old Huey ass nigga over there." That was my favorite character on Boondocks too. I just want y'all to know because he was outspoken, spoke the truth, straight oh facts out here. You couldn't even negate shit Huey said because he'd be like, no, "Damn, he funny was right." Funny story about that uh, that certain sportswear company. Um, I got the nickname Huey there because during Black History Month. Uh, on all the little screens in the warehouse, they would just like randomly put up Black History facts. Mm, and of course, your boy Huey Newton was on there. So I got called Huey for Huey Newton. Okay. Ah! Yeah. Straight yeah. revolt over this yeah, moment. I'm like, yeah. but it was, I also, it was a mixture of both, though. Because like some yeah. people got that, some people was like Bodox. But it's it, the, the thing is, you, we have to look as a people, we have to look at our best examples of revolution. We have to Boom. look at our Haiti. We have to look at uh, uh, examples like the French Revolution. We have to look at stuff like that. The power is in our hands. We are the ones that keep the country rolling, not the motherfuckers with all this money. That's true. And, and that's another thing that Omar was real staunch about, working class. Like, uh, And this will be the last thing I, I, I really go hard on. Um, skinheads, you do. Uh, I didn't even realize this until I was hanging out with Omar and getting with him. Skinheads is, is an originally uh, not racist thing. Really? It's not a racist thing. It was, it's a working class thing. It started out in England. Huh. And uh, skins, uh, since, you know, since being a Negro terror, I've met skins of all colors. There's actually a whole, there's a group uh, that's, uh, it's national. We have a, a chapter here called Sharp. It's called Skinheads Against Racial Prejudice. Ooh. Wow. Fucked you up, didn't it? Hey. Fucked me up too when I heard about it. I didn't know what it was. Skinheads so against racial prejudice. So if you go back and look prejudice. at some of the footage of Omar's funeral, those guys, those, those biker-looking dudes that picked up the casket, those were all sharps. Every single one of them. And all of them, they fuck with us. That's that's our little unofficial security folks. Like, if we ever have issues, they'll be the first people to, that, would, that would call Omar up or call me up and be like, hey, man, we heard da-da-da-da. Is this an issue or not? And we're like, no, it's good. Or, hey, we might need you here. They, they was actually on post pretty much during the funeral. Wow. They was making sure shit didn't go to, like, I, I kind of... Because y'all ruffle some feathers out here, so... On both sides, which really makes me sad. I did not mean to ruffle no black feathers, but man, I guess you can't please everybody, so... You can't. Look, we know this to I be fair. Right now, if, you, if you ever heard that we was out here uh, supporting the white nationalist agenda and all that bullshit, it's all bullshit. Yeah, I know what it is. Negro, no tell about what that. Some people life. say I'm black 24 7. 24 /7. Just because my dad was white, no mean shit. Not a damn thing. I still got to put up with this nigga shit just like the rest of y'all. <laughs> you better believe it, man. He lying, y'all. punk rock and just because I'm. damn good at it, and, though. And, and, and stop calling your kids white for, for speaking correctly. Tell, talk to stop me. Come on. What we going to call? Stop calling your kids white. Call, call them speaking correctly. Speaking correctly. There you go. <laughs> so you speak correctly. You speak, you speak, speaking correctly. Speaking I like that. English. I see where you're going there. The Queen's English. Go with that. Give them that. Yeah. Because code switching is a thing now. Y'all didn't. I mean, we already knew what it was. Yeah. But understand that's survival. That is that's survival. survival. If you move to another country, what you gonna do? First thing, they, I'm gonna learn that language. English, I'm exactly. gonna learn the language. Exactly. We all got our voices where we, you know, like right now, I got my interview voice on. I like that. I like that. I hear you. When yeah. I get off of this, it's gonna be a whole different story. I'm oh, sounding like story. this. You know, yeah. It's gonna be a whole different story. But you know, when I'm trying to get my point across, I got to make sure everybody understands every word that I'm saying. You know, Lena Waithe said something about that, and she said she stopped code switching. Oh, yeah? She said she talked to everybody like she just talked, 
And I think she's reached that point where she make enough money where she doesn't feel like she has to. Well, I think the big thing about code switching is for a lot of us that do it, yeah. it's natural. It's not a thing that we try to do. You know it just saying? happens. Like right now, I'm not trying to speak like this. I'm just speaking like this because we talk about serious shit. When I get serious, I get in a serious tone of voice. We out, you know, kicking it and da-da-da. You know, I'm I'm regular old Rico. Lay back Rico. Yeah, I know lay back Rico, Rico yeah, you know too. Real well. Ooh, say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 so I think the 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 negative aura put around code switching should be replaced. It's it's all about learning how to survive in the world. We can't be super hood all day, right. but we also can't be all uptight all day either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got to have that balance and, and notice. The people that you see that are the most successful in the black community know how to do that shit real well. Really well. AC Warren. Really well. Oh. I don't watch him do it a couple times. A few times. I know that brother can get real hood. He will and get I'm hood. I'm talking about like that. <laughs> in a minute. I'm like, telling you. Really, any, any Memphis politician. I don't care how nice they are in person. Man, I'm telling you. I remember Harrington. Get the hell out of my office. Y'all remember? That was a, on K97. That's how we heard. Get the hell out of my office. That was all. That was Harrington. That was our mayor. You know, my dad was his lawyer all through the 90s. For real, man. Yeah, I was like this with Harrington. Wow. That man, hey, Harrington, you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the man. You I don't got nothing bad to say about him, but I love him. Never. Hey, you know I You know I do, man. You know I, I do. tell you, you know I'm who sorry, I'm going to vote for and not going to vote for. But listen, though, I, I, I also wanted to just slightly talk about, I don't know if you heard about this deal that went on with Andy B's and the uh, the car clubs that went out there. I did. I read that. I read that. Uh, you were talking about it, about how they was wrong. Wrong is wrong in the story. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, then it was out there in Bartley. Bartley police brought the dogs out, jumping on them. I already know it. I already know it. Bartley police ain't no joke, man. Bartley police ain't no joke. And the funny thing is, Bartley police got to be the best example of, of, of slick racism when they want to. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you how cold it is, right? I got two Bartley police stories in the same story. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how I ended up getting two warning tickets and had to go to court. Wow. Yeah. So I'm riding. I used to work at the, uh, uh, what is it, um, Dixie Cafe. He's working Dick's Cafe over there, right? Riding home in the car and everything. This is before I had a license. So, mind you, I got my license at 25, so this is not too long ago. Okay, okay. So, so this is like, I'm like 23, 23, 24. And so I'm riding, I get pulled over. I'm like, damn, I'm going to jail. I got no insurance. I got no license. It's a car of my uncle's, man. These people ain't going to believe it. It's not my car. So, I still got my little polo on. I topped them. I got my little top button pop. You know, went up there with it. And uh, when he asked me for my ID and everything, I gave him my ID. I said, look, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know this is just an ID. It's not a driver's license. It's my uncle's car. His name's Anthony Wilson. It's his name. I'm just trying to make some money for my family. And I just hit him with that real quick. Like, and he was like, okay, oh, slow down, slow down. All right, so let me see your ID. Got my ID. You know, did, did, did his little cop thing or whatever. Right. And then wrote me a warning ticket. And literally just said, hey, uh, all right, man, uh, we're going to let you go today, but uh, get your shit together, okay? I said, yes, sir. Pulled up, I said, "Woo, woo, I can breathe again." I said, "And that's when coach switching saved my life." So hey, <laughs> hey, that was a good, that was a good story about coach switching right I'm there. If I ever heard it, yeah, yeah. 